0: It's dangerous, you know, because what we think is really important, like success on the floor and you transfer in order to get success and that success or what you perceived as success doesn't happen. Now, where are you? Are you 10 times worse than you were before? You know, because now you're experiencing the same thing, but now you're without your friends, you're without your community, you're without, you know, you left something to think it was going to be better, but now it's not.
1: Welcome to the Players Podcast. This is your host, Coach Noza. And on today's episode, we are once again joined by Coach DJ Shaw. And our topic of discussion is transferring. Transferring is becoming more and more common at the high school level. Our goal with this conversation is to not change your mind about how you feel about transferring, but is to look at all aspects of why players transfer and if it's the right decision for you. Just like with any decision, There's going to be pros and cons to it, there's going to be positives and negatives, there's going to be right times and wrong times, and what I hope you get out of this conversation is a little more self-reflection on why it's something you're considering, and if it's really the best move for you and your family. The Players Podcast is brought to you by the Salem Hoops Project. The Salem Hoops Project provides free basketball training to kids in Northeast Salem Oregon. It's our firm conviction that no child should lack athletic opportunity because of financial limitations. For more information, visit SalemHoopsProject.org or follow us on Instagram at SalemHoopsProject or Twitter at SLMHoopsProject. Special thanks to Monty Draper for providing us with our music. And now on to the show. Transferring has become a big part of the high school game. I think all across the nation, but especially in our area here in Oregon. There's four primary reasons that athletes transfer. Um, Those would be coach, the program, the player, or the parent. We're talking about coach, we're talking about uh, I don't like the way the coach treats me, or I wanna go play for a different coach. That could be one way to look at it. When would you suggest is a acceptable reason to transfer because of a coach and what are some ways that you would consider maybe a little selfish when you're transferring because of a coach
0: it's always a a tough question to answer but I, I feel that a player would have the right to transfer if the coach is just totally being unfair and this has nothing to do with playing time but as far as maybe um demeaning comments or intimidation or something that is making the player feel inferior where the whole scope of high school sports in general is to prepare young men and young women um, to go out into college or the workforce and be better adults and so if you have a coach that is taking that possibility away from them then I think it's a it would be a great idea to you know remove yourself, especially if you're a talented basketball player, to give yourself an opportunity in another program. Now, with that being said, if you are just a player who is not um, giving it 110%, if you are being argumentative with your coach and you just don't seem to agree with them, I don't necessarily see that as a reason to transfer. I think that you know, a lot of times these kids will find that they are the common denominator, no matter where that they go, whether that's in school or in basketball, that they somehow find themselves as the victim. And there's in, in today's basketball climate, we all have this victim mentality that somebody owes us something. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's two different ends of the spectrum there.
1: There's always reservations about players who have played for three or four high schools in their career. And... If they're faulting the coach and you've switched that many times, at some point you got to look in the mirror. And like you said, you got to take ownership for what's going on. And maybe it's deeper than how coaches are treating you, but maybe it's how you're responding to coaches. And you also talked about a good point. Just like coaches hold players to high expectations, players do need to hold coaches to high expectations Absolutely. too. And, and as you said, if, if coaches are doing everything they can to make players better, teams better, and to make the best program they can... While at the same time, using the game to help develop your boys and and girls into productive adults in society, then whether or not you like how you're being, you know, playing time or the situation you're in, you need to respect what the coach is doing and you need to look at it from a point of view that's not just yourself. Right. And if your coach is doing all of those things, you might not have a legitimate basis to just get up and leave. It might be a time to to kind of look at how you can improve the situation yourself.
0: Absolutely. And I think the the biggest thing to understand is that it's not popular to say, but coaches do have favorites, and they're going to treat people differently, which will be fair. It would be unfair to treat everybody the same based on talent, based on effort, um, based on accountability. Uh, so if you are one of the kids that um, are not getting a lot of time but you're showing up to practice every day. You're you're doing the things that coach asks you to do, and you're just not playing. You just might not have the physical capabilities to play. That doesn't mean that you can't have a great experience in a supporting role, because that's gonna go with life. We all have to support each other. Not everybody can be uh, the big dog, so to speak, on the team. Everybody's got to to play a role, and you know a coach is gonna play the people that he feels is gonna give.
1: Him or her, the best
0: opportunity to win those basketball games.
1: I couldn't agree more, and that's a tough job for a coach. So if you are disagreeing with what your coach does or with playing time or the system they're running, ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, most coaches they want to hear from you and they want to know what's going on with their team, and they'd be open to answering questions about how I'm not playing more, uh, what can I do to play more, how can I help the team more might be a better way to ask it and i haven't had that many players transfer in my coaching career but the ones that have just kind of up and left mm-hmm. and there was never any dialogue between hey i really am, I have concerns about this or that mm-hmm. and i think open lines of communication can really help build relationships and also help players see the long term for their team and help coaches understand what their players are going through absolutely the next reason we'll look at of why players transfer is the program so Players have their stereotypes of what successful programs are and what bad programs are. Mm -hmm. And obviously, they're going to look for the wins and losses, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming is what they're looking for. That's what most people do. Mm -hmm. But it runs deeper than that. And programs are built on uh, history and how the culture is made. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always reflect wins and losses. There can be wins and losses that are part of a negative program, whether they have so much success as far as winning but maybe the program itself does not do what it needs to do to use the game in a positive way. What are some things players can look for in programs, maybe the program they're playing in, Mm -hmm. or the one they maybe hope to play into? How can they use this decision whether transferring is a good idea or not a good idea?
0: Yeah, so I I think this is something now parents and kids are starting to look at prior to entering high school. I think that they're looking at Um, the coach, the tenure of that coach, as well as the history of the program, because I think what everybody is really looking for is is stability. Um, And so going to a program that is hiring In firing or coaches are constantly doing a carousel in and out of this program, it may not be the coach. There might be something going on with the administration or there might be something going on with the booster club or the parents involved in that school. You know, I've seen I've been around a lot of programs where, you know, the parents are dictating who is hired and who gets fired. And that's not a healthy climate for a coach um, to enter in and not to have that support. Um so you have to you have to look at things hopefully before you enter high school. Now if you're already in there and you know you find it that it, it's not it's not what you were expecting. Um, are the academics good? Are there things that can allow you to stay in that school as basketball being a supplement and not the only reason unless you are a Cam Reddish or RJ Barrett and Zion Williamson who's going to be in the draft lottery in the next, You know, three or four years after you finish high school, um, you have to, you know, you have to be realistic about your abilities and also be realistic about um, what the program can offer. Because we're we're a very self-serving society and we're always thinking, how, how can this benefit me? Or you might be that player that goes in and changes the culture of a program that that may have been struggling and that coach is looking for somebody to be that. You know, that bright light on the floor that people can rally around and make other kids want to possibly um, stay in that district and not
1: transfer out. Yeah, and that's something that's really big now is not even going to your community school. Mm -hmm. And I think that's overall a negative just for life and not necessarily for basketball. There's obviously there's benefits to finding the right fit for you. But in life, there's something about having a community and caring about that community. And that's something we're losing at least around here, where players don't grow up hoping to play for their community school. They're looking at, what school should I play for? Yes. And they're treating it almost like it's college already. Yeah. And it's not. But something else that needs to be done, too, you talked about finding out about programs going beyond just the coach. You need to know the right people to ask, too, Mm -hmm. because there are people that, don't really know what's going on but they'll speak negative about certain situations maybe they don't like certain people but there's people in the community that really know uh, who's making the program and who's involved in that athletic department mm-hmm. and they'll have a lot better insight for you than just somebody who wants to persuade you to do this or that
0: absolutely and there's there's situations too where you know and it's and it's very rare but you know if you're an absolute standout basketball player and you get an opportunity to go, to a prep school, you know, whether that's Oak Hill Academy or Montverde or or one of these powerhouses, I think that you've done something to put yourself in that position for that opportunity that you might have to go, you know, like you, I, I think that's a situation, but it's very rare. It's not for the just normal day to day basketball player, especially here in the state of Oregon. But when you get those opportunities, we've had a, a handful of guys in the area go. I think Terrence Ross went to Montrose in Maryland. Um, we had uh, Nigel Williams-Goss go to uh, down in Nevada. What's that? Fin, uh, Finley Prep. Yeah, Finley Prep. Um, so there, you know, that does happen, and I think in those situations, in those cases, I think that that benefits the player and where they are going. You know, if you're. Going to be a, a engineer, or whatever you want to go to a mm-hmm. school that's going to put you on the best path to be an engineer. For those gentlemen's case, it set them up to be a professional basketball player.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And on the other end, though, just to, just to counter it, Kevin Love was an NBA All Star. He stayed at Lake Oswego he did. at his local school. Terrence Ross was so good. Did he need to leave? You know, Jefferson is a pretty well known program around mm-hmm. here. Did he need to leave to get that extra exposure? Mm-hmm. And maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but you do make a good point at some point if you're at that level, you probably have a little more flexibility and a little more reason to look for different situations. And that leads us to our next reason which is the player himself or herself. So in their case, they were highly talented, You know, gonna be All-Americans most likely, mm-hmm. and making that decision was a basketball decision for them. A lot of players aren't in the place to make basketball decisions, but there are other ways to look at it. If I'm a player who is the 12th man on my team, but my desire is to actually play in games, is it wrong to transfer to a smaller school to find a place where I can play?
0: Yeah, I think it it goes back to the overall school experience. Um, because bas- the basketball season is short. High, your high school career in general is, is relatively short compared to the big scheme of things. So I would just have to ask that student athlete, you know, like, are your friends at this school? Are you enjoying your your class, your class life, your social life? Is, is everything intact, but the only reason why you want to transfer is to get more playing time? Now, are you going to go to a smaller school where you have you know, 100 kids in the entire school, you have 20 kids in your graduating class, are you going to be okay with that? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But if you go from a, you know, a 6A school down to a, a 1A school, that's a huge uh, cultural difference. That's a big time, um, you know, social difference. So it, I think it, you just have to really look at realistically, what are your goals? Are you a potential college player? You know, are you you know, I I don't know. It's it's a tough, that's a tough, tough situation.
1: It is a tough situation because when we talk about if you're a college potential player, then that sounds like we're putting talented players. You have more of a league way versus the untalented. Exactly. And it sounds like a bias. So it, it is tough and it comes down to, like you said, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, it comes down to the big picture. The fourth reason would be now, parents who are influencing their kids to transfer for whatever reason that might be. And as you talked about before, it's starting to happen earlier and earlier where parents are coming together when their kids are in middle school or even elementary school, and they're trying to put together their teams before they get to high school. But it also can be seen in high school too, where parents have so much influence on their kids and they're really pressuring them to switch to a different program because maybe they're not playing as much or they're not starting. And in the end, the kid might be perfectly happy with their situation. And maybe they don't have the same ambitions for basketball Mm -hmm. as their parents do. What would you recommend to players who are in the situation where their parents have different ideals for what they want to do on the court? Mm.
0: That is (laughs) that's so tough as a I think it comes down to communicating with your parents. And I think that generally at the heart of all of those matters, I generally feel like the parents, all they want is what's best for their kid. But sometimes they get blinded by what is actually reality and what would be the best situation for their kid. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with people going through adversity and earning playing time. I think that if a coach is unfairly not playing somebody, I feel like at some point that coach will be exposed because of the hard work that that person's putting in in practice. The kids are going to see it. The players are going to see it. And of course, the parents are going to see it. Now, if Johnny or Susie are the kids that don't show up to practice on time, uh, they're constantly complaining, they have bad body language out on the court, um, they're, you know, just talking negatively about teammates, of course, the coach is not going to want to hear anything. And I'll say it for them. the Coach probably wouldn't say it, but they'd probably prefer that they either quit <laughs> or transfer. Um, so it's there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure on kids these days to perform. Um, and it's that's it's so tough with with the parent dynamic. Sometimes the parents need to take a few steps back and allow someone else to coach and shape and mold their kids because it's good to have multiple voices you know you get the filter from home where you learn how to see the world and you get your perspective but it's so important for your for your kids to be able to take instruction um, and handle adversity in other situations without mom and dad always stepping in
1: and to to remove you from a situation that can help you grow as an individual well especially when the coach and the team really want your child to be around mm-hmm. and. From talking with other coaches, there's been situations where coaches love the player, but they really want the parent to transfer. Yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. the kid is doing everything they ask and yeah. and they're having success, maybe not in ways that the parent might see, but the parent is giving the coach all type of problems. Right. And I think it's important for parents, like you said, look at the whole situation, what's going on with their child, are they being treated well? Um, not in terms of playing time necessarily, mm-hmm. and are they are they given a fair shot? Exactly. So we've talked about four reasons for transferring. Now we're going to look at some things to consider. So if somebody's thinking about transferring or wondering if this is the right decision for themselves and it's always going to be unique to your situation, the first thing to consider would be, is this only a basketball decision? What would you think about somebody transferring only for basketball?
0: So I think it's that it's that rare situation where you have... Um... Uh, a high-level Division One caliber player that, uh, you know, that if they have a, a better opportunity. And now it's, you know, just to piggyback back to where we were talking about Terrence Ross and Kevin Love, like they were like, I don't know, I think they were right before like the, the blow-up of social media and the whole mixtape movement. And so I think nowadays it's so much easier to get um it's flooded, it's saturated, but there's a lot more social media outlets and ways of getting yourself in front of coaches than it was back in the day. Um, So I don't, I think there's very few situations, like Cole Anthony, one of the top players in the country, he went from being, you know, he had, he was on the radar a little bit, but he wasn't in the top 50. in the last, what, like eight months, he soared to the number one player in the country. And now he's at Oak Hill. I don't know where exactly he transferred from, but he's at Oak Hill, which is a national powerhouse where Steve Blake, Steve Francis, Carmelo Anthony, all these guys have played. You have a, a legacy of success. And I personally, I can't blame a player for wanting to go and play for a coach like Steve Smith in a in a place like Oak Hill that has so much tradition that you can learn something and be prepared and ahead of the game when you go into college for your one year before you enter the NBA draft.
1: Yeah, that makes a good point. And we already discussed what's the difference between that and a 12th man at a bigger school or a better team who just wants to play. And maybe that is a little selfish if your team's having success, but then go into a smaller school to get that opportunity. Yeah, I and think it's good. I go think,
0: ahead. No, I mean, I think, it's, I think that 12th man on the bench, so say that he's on a – He's on one of those top tier teams like a Oak Hill that's never going to touch the floor. Mm-hmm. He may get a scholarship, he may not. Would it be in his best interest to, mm-hmm. you know, transfer back to his community to school where or or her to to get, you know, more playing time, more opportunities on the floor cuz at the end of the day that's what Basketball players want they want to clock as much mm-hmm. minutes as you can because the more minutes you get, the better that you get, and the more opportunities to be seen. Um, so, I mean, it's it's all situational. But when we're talking about the student athlete, uh, we have to look at the holistic view. If basketball is not going to be their career path, where mm-hmm. you have somebody like a Cole Anthony, just like I don't think he's going to be the next, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or you know Bill Gates Cole Anthony is going to be the next you know Derrick Rose type player phenomenon mm-hmm. so that's the path that Cole Anthony is going to take and so we can you know with Johnny you know if he wants to transfer down and get a better basketball experience and it fits in with academics and social life and all that stuff and it works for him by all means you know do it but just for basketball specific alone in that situation I'd really have to look at you know that that whole view for for the child
1: well this is our next thing to consider and that's how will this change life how will this change the transportation to and from your Mm -hmm. new school uh your family dynamics is this going to take away time from your family and then also the social dynamics are you going to a school that's going to be a good fit um that's outside of the basketball realm of your life Mm -hmm. are you going away from a situation where uh, you're having success in school and you have friends in there too So, how would this change your life? What are some things that you would recommend looking at?
0: So, um, I would, you know, once again, we're looking at are you okay, you know, being away from your family? Are you okay going into a whole new atmosphere where there has been a community of people that have been growing up together in the same neighborhood, um, same social circles for the last. eight to ten years, and now here you are, the new person coming in with your family, or maybe not, maybe you're using an address and you're just going in there and, and driving across town to get there, whatever the case is, you are you willing to deal with, you know, almost being isolated? Are you willing to be the odd person out? Because you went from a situation where, okay, yeah, you weren't having... The success that you had on the court or you weren't getting the playing time that you thought you had but now you're going into a situation and what if the same thing happens but now you're surrounded by people who don't know you don't understand you and p- quite possibly don't really care because they know that you came in here just for basketball so those are situ- those are things that I would really want the the athlete to consider um from the family dynamic um if you know is like you're moving into, you know, a new community. Is your, you know, family, are they wealthy enough to get up and relocate and move? Are they um, using somebody else's address? Then you have to make sure that the OSA or whatever state that you're in is not tracking you down. Or a rival coach or the school that you're transferring from doesn't turn you in. And, you know, there's, there's all sorts of dynamics that, that play into that.
1: Yeah, and if, if the switch is only for basketball, then you really have to consider those things too because basketball is going to be the smallest part of your day when you transfer. Mm-hmm. You got to go to school all day, you got the transportation stuff going on. And if you're going across town, that's one thing. But if you're switching to a school that's in an entirely different city, you're going to have more obstacles to face there. Mm-hmm. And you have to really think about is it worth it? Right. Is it worth it? Is it going to really improve the situation on the court enough? I watched, this, I watched this documentary on um,
0: Coach, Her, Coach Hurley, Bobby Hurley Sr. I think he coached, what's the school called? St. St. Anthony's. Anthony's. Yeah, and so there was this player that worked, uh, lived in uh, you know, inner city New York and St. Anthony's is in New Jersey, I believe, or Jersey yeah, City, yeah. Jersey. And so he would have to get up every morning at like 4 a.m. to get and catch like two trains, three buses, and then walk like, you know, an extra 15 minutes just to get to school every day. So his day would start at 4am and he, after he got done with school and practice late at night, he would get home close to 11, 30 PM. And that's the sacrifice that he made, mm. you know, to go to a private school that would give him an opportunity for a better education and a better opportunity with basketball. But you know, how many people are willing to make yeah. that sacrifice? That's no social life. That's no fortnight. That's no, it's nothing except for schoolwork and basketball.
1: Yeah, you got to consider: is it worth it? And, yeah. and in his, in that story, in his case, maybe it was. Maybe it did lead him somewhere that it couldn't have led him staying at his old school. Yeah. But if you're just gonna go two miles away to a different school in the same city, is it really worth it to make that inconvenience on yourself? And maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. That's that's for you and your family to decide. The last thing we want to consider here: what's really important and. We get so caught up with sports and and being the best we can be. But what's really important here? Is it having a little bit more success in high school on the basketball court and changing our entire life situation? Or is that so important that the change in our life is not going to seem so much because we're having success on the court?
0: It's dangerous, you know, because what we think is really important important like success on the floor and you transfer in order to get success and that success or what you perceived as success doesn't happen now where are you are you 10 times worse than you were before you know because now you're experiencing the same thing but now you're without your friends you're without your community you're without you know you left something to think it was going to be better but now it's not um you know is it you know, or are you putting yourself in a better situation with with a better educational program, with a coach that really cares for his team and the culture, and is going to challenge you and shape you and mold you into that person that you desire to be, to have more structure in your life. These are all important things that um, I think are really important in the in the holistic view of of the student athlete.
1: No matter what the move is, whether you whether you stay at a school or transfer, there's always going to be positives and negatives, and I think the biggest thing is thinking about do the positives outweigh the negatives, not just on myself but on the people around me too. Mm-hmm. Because if you've built relationships with people, you don't want to break those relationships by leaving your team and, and leaving your coach. Um, you want to make sure that you're building lifelong relationships. And probably the best thing about coaching that I've experienced is seeing players that I've coached come back, and we still have our relationship. They come back and play, you know, play ball with us uh, in the off season in, in the summer. And we still have that relationship because we battled together for years and years. Yeah. And we built that bond. So when you think about positives and negatives of what's going on with the transfer situation, I think you first got to think long-term versus short-term. We obviously see the short-term effect on transferring. You might maybe get a little more playing time. Maybe you'll play for a, a team that's considered more successful. But how does this really affect you in the long-term?
0: Mm-hmm. So long-term, you know, you have to ask yourself, like, how important are the relationships that you're building right now? You know, with the people around you, like, I think it's it's rare, but it's, it's special. If you have the opportunity to go through elementary, junior high, through high school with the same, you know, group of people, there's something special about that. Um, there's, you know, you can go back later in life and you can talk and share stories and memories, but if you're constantly chasing these experiences at the expense of your social life, you're gonna look around. And it's just like, okay, was the success really worth it, or, you know, is is there another term for success that might be a little bit more important to me now? And so, like, if you go transfer to a school and and you win a state championship, but you weren't friends with anybody on that team, you don't communicate, you don't talk. Now you can't go back to your old school and talk to them because they're bitter about you leaving. And, you know, there's all this controversy behind it. Like you are you got what you wanted, but at the end, it's not really what you wanted. Or not
1: what you needed. Or not what you need Exactly. Yeah. Long term, it's hard to think long term sometimes because we want that immediate satisfaction. Mm-hmm. We want to know that we're being treated right. And sometimes we don't want lessons. Right. We just want the pleasure of success and, and feeling good all the time. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned from sports is the lessons that come with it. If you want success, sometimes you got to do really hard things and you got to be willing to sacrifice a little bit to help the team become a lot better. Right. And the next thing to consider with positives and negatives is what's the objective behind the move? And we kind of talked about long-term and short-term. This is more considering are we doing something strictly for ourselves or are we doing something... Because it's gonna benefit everybody around
0: us. I mean, I think just about a hundred percent of the time we just people in general, myself included, super selfish. You know, we're only considering yeah, what's going on with us. You know, and if this is the the player, the student athlete initiating this transfer, are you thinking about how this is going to affect your brothers and sisters or your mom and dad or your guardians or whoever um, is watching after you Um, if this is the parent initiating this move how are you seeing this affect your your child you know socially not just on the basketball floor and so there's there's always there's always a why behind what we do and usually when we dig into that why, it's because I'm looking for something. From the parent side, maybe you're trying to possibly live vicariously through your child and accomplish some things that you didn't have the opportunity to do that sounds good, but how you're going about it might be the wrong way. And for the kid, um, why is it worth putting your family through this? Is it worth, you know, possibly I don't know losing some friendships that you may have cultivated and built, um, all right. And if you're, you know, if you're going about things the right way, and, and to your point earlier, communicating those thoughts, and this is why I'm I'm leaving. This is why it's not working out for me. And you're able to have a discussion. I think that you know you can go, but like you know, if you're trying to sneak out the back door and just kind of leaving everybody in the in the dust, I would I would really challenge that person to have some reflection time and kind of just sit down and ask yourself the why behind what you're doing
1: that's a great point sometimes we don't give things a chance to work we just assume they're not working yeah or we just we don't give a chance to think about is the move really good or bad because we only see the good parts to it and we end up making that move and we realize this is not as good as i thought it would be
0: yeah and a lot of it's emotionally driven you know and our emotions change from one hour to the next and you know, sometimes we make permanent decisions in a temporary situation, and it's sometimes it's it's good to you know step away and reflect and look from an outside perspective, ask somebody's advice um, before we just react or even share information with our parents regarding what's going on with with a coach or your team, like you might be. You might have perceived it a wrong way because you were you were pretty angry at that time but then when you come back and look at it it really wasn't that bad but now your parents are all freaking out because you told them and you were very convincing about what happened and so it's always always two tales to a story
1: the important thing is that no matter who you are if you're a coach if you're a player if you're a parent we have to realize transferring itself isn't necessarily a bad thing but it's also not always a good thing. You need to be open to what the situation is and if it's going to benefit more than just one person because I've seen transfers who have done it and it's been great for everybody involved and I've seen transfers who have done it who have just brought more headaches to themselves and to the other people around them. And in the end, if this is something you're thinking about, you just need to consider more than yourself consider the entire situation because if you're only considering yourself then you're probably going to want to get out of your next situation too there's probably going to be something wrong with the next situation too so make sure you're thinking about the coach the player the parent everybody's thinking about more than just themselves and their role in this I think the best thing about our discussion is that we have not said transferring is good or bad because we all have opinions and some of us might think it's horrible for the game and for athletes and some of us might think that it's necessary for athletes but in the end you do need to be open to the fact that it's happening and all we can do is help people make better decisions for for everybody involved
0: yeah it's not going anywhere in fact it's it's going to increase um and so it's The one you know to go back—it's just about the why and Mm -hmm. the situation behind it. I think there's there's benefits and there's negatives to it. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that hopefully that you sit down with as a family. um, You know, keep your keep your coach in the loop and just have an open line of communication with people.
1: Uh, Let's get to it. Look. Let me restore the passion and golden era fashion. The dasper up, you'll turn me up while we print the atlas. Pray the pain won't be in vain, poor say the mask it. Why they kiss ass for traction, build my own lane and Labyrinth. Chances are they want the credit for your sacrifice. I'll hand you the patent and recreate it twice. Ready to die, you're only one and better name your price. On my 25th hour, no relation to Spike. Ask for the spike in my price. Blame the Economy. you heard 444 hoes will be proud of me since 22 twos, no competition here honestly my mind tr- you pay me call it a prophecy box and one there's no stopping me work to whoever you praying to cooling in the layup line make at what y'all made me do laugh it at advances now that won't even pay the dues y'all stacking up y'all
0: suckers always pay the.